Welcome to Thinking Ahead, your leading edge insights podcast. Each episode reveals the latest insights on today's consumers and offers a sneak peek of tomorrow's marketplace. Stop guessing what's next and start thinking ahead. And welcome back to another episode of Thinking Ahead, a GFK Insights podcast. This is Hannah Leiter, your host. And for today's episode, we are going into the world of e-commerce. Now, when I say that buzzword, it's not something new to you. E-commerce has been rising in popularity for years and years. But with last year's events, e-commerce exploded. It became not only a popular platform to get your products out there, but a necessity for a lot of brands and companies out there. Not only that, but then the content that you have online that's showcasing those products became more important than ever when it comes to getting your sales. Joining me for this episode is Lloyd Wood, one of the leaders at GFK Edelize. They provide standardized e-commerce ready product data catalogs containing millions of products representing thousands of brands. Lloyd has 30 years of direct experience in e-commerce with extensive experience in all types of content solutions. We also have Matt Panico, Marketing Manager for Buffalo Americas, a manufacturer of secure, stable, and simple data storage solutions for business and home users. Welcome to you both. I know I was, we were talking earlier, Matt, and you are currently coming to us from nice and warm, sunny Florida. So I am very jealous of that. It's very cold where I am. Is it cold where you are, Lloyd? It's freezing in Delaware, yes. (laughs) Well, let's get into it. So when it comes to optimizing your e-commerce opportunity, a phrase that comes up a lot is A-plus content. So can you both explain what that is exactly? We see the world in two types of content, the structured content and the A-plus content. The structured content is, if you will, the required content and the old style, which tells you how big a product is and how fast it goes and things like that. Very obviously that's required. However, A-plus content is unstructured and it's a way to, to very quickly communicate the features and value points of that product, including a brand's uh, a, a manufacturer's branding in a, in a quick way. It's also scalable, so it works on any type of platform, a PC, iPhone, iPad, it doesn't really matter. So it's a good way to quickly communicate what this thing does and the advantages of it. For A-plus content, this is when you're researching products, or personally when I'm researching products and I'm looking for a product, I'll usually lean towards the products uh, whose A-plus content is most relevant for what I'm looking for. So it's really the meat of the content. Um, and at Buffalo, uh, this is why we put such a big emphasis on this, because we manufacture data storage, and data storage is very common, but lots of users don't know how versatile it is. And um, maybe they don't know all of the different solutions they could, they could fit into for their possible needs. So what are the different types of A-plus content or different ways that you present it? Uh, A-plus is unstructured, as I mentioned. So if you can think of rows of content, uh, that's the easiest way to visualize it. So we can provide uh, A-plus content that is all text, text images, image text, videos, gallery modules. There's, um, there's, you can put charts on it. You can put links. Basically, it's unlimited uh, in what you can 
input into A plus content presented. A plus content pres uh, also can, if you have charting, just show the SKUs that are uh, in stock at that particular reseller and things like that. So there's multiple different rows of, of, of A plus uh, content and options, and, and we enable them at GFK, we enable all of those. You know, just to get back to what you were saying with uh, what devices is it viewable on and it and it optimizes to different consoles. The A-plus content uh, easily goes from being optimized for from a laptop for a computer to a, a mobile device or even tablets. So, you know, all the different ways that people have been researching products. And so when you structure your uh, A-plus content, you were able to do, like Lloyd was saying, text, graphs images you can do galleries and uh, videos as well it's clearly a lot that's involved in it so what is the big like why or how the a plus content can really help you in terms of website and sales for consistency we try to have the same a plus content on the product pages uh that we have uh on through Eatalyze, where it's being pulled by different e-commerce sites as well as our own website so we want to have the consistency to have the basic and the A-plus content as the same. Uh, one small difference with the A-plus content on our site is when we're referencing a specific solution, let's say we're talking about a hybrid cloud solution, um, we, want the, we want to get a, a, our point across with the solution very quickly and you want it to be short, but on our website we have the advantage of hyperlinking the text to another landing page where we can talk a little bit more about that solution if the customer wants to learn more about the solution. You know, another benefit of the A-plus content and how you can tie it into sales is uh, possible improvements through SEO, which is search engine optimization. So um, if your A-plus content is tied in very relevantly to your product, and the keywords that the user is searching for ties into the A-plus content, then you're likely going to have a higher ranking on the uh, search engines. Great points, Matt. And from at GFK Utilize, one of the highest uh, values that A-plus have, uh, really very simple, it's shown to increase sales conversions. And, and that's a huge one, of course. Now, what percent the increase is, there's lots of ideas on that. Everything from... Uh, five or ten percent, all the way up to thirties and forties, and certainly some of the big players like Amazon have done studies on this and, and shown very uh, good increases in sales content, often into double figures. So that would be the the most powerful reason uh, to have a plus. But as Matt mentioned, some of the other big reasons are to have consistency in your branding across all of your channel partners. So. When somebody starts their purchase journey on, on the Buffalo America site, they'll have that same look and feel for those products when they go to a reseller site. And, and that's very important for conversion also. So sales conversions are, are the big reasons. Brand and consistency are, are, are important reasons also. Uh, and to your point, Lloyd, studies do show that relevant content can increase your engagement rates by 28%. And that's if you invest in professionally written content or video product demos or any sort of similar information. So how do these investments influence an online buying decision? In essence, the better the content, 
and the more relevant it is to your, your resellers and your, and your channel partners, i.e. it hits their interest points. Like, what are they looking at to make a buying decision, as I mentioned before? Um, those are, are the pieces of success for, for A+. And the higher engagement or conversion rates come with A+, that's professionally created, that hits those, those decision points. What is that buyer looking for when they go to a product page? And if you're fulfilling their, their requirement, if you will, for information, you're gonna have higher conversion. And there's certainly a lot of statistics that, that back that, that position in view. Does automation or personalization ever come into play when it comes to this kind of content? I'm just thinking about how you know there's so much programmatic software out there. Is that involved ever with A-plus content? The answer is, Yes, different types of A plus um, do are better suited for different types of buyers. And at a high level, you can have B to B buyers and B to C buyers, where a B to C buyer may have some more may have more emotional uh, reasons for buying a product, a, a brand's backing, the way they feel about it, um, things like that. Where a B two B buyer is likely more factually based. So we do have instances where manufacturers want to have specific uh, A plus that's personalized on the B two B and B two C level to a, for a particular product, and, and this is something that we see is enlarging in, in, in and engaging. Not all platforms, not all reseller platforms can utilize this, but we're thinking in the future that they will be able to. Matt, how important is optimized content creation specifically for Buffalo America's e-commerce strategy? Optimizing our content is critical. It's so critical that uh, for the past year, we've had in our own in-house technical writer, Tim Lee. He's great. Um, it's, it's really great to have him um, have a consistent tech writer that knows exactly what our audience wants uh, or what they're interested in. And uh, and since we're constantly optimizing the, the content that we're writing, uh, we're developing, um, you know, specific keywords and phrases in our content that um, interest people. And then we're removing ones that we went in with preconceived notions where we thought they would be interested. And we're just removing those completely. Yeah, it definitely goes with what you were saying earlier too with SEO, because I'm sure that also helps with using the correct keywords that'll get the right customers to your to your site. So Lloyd, you mentioned a few different types of content, like the gallery photos, things like that. What are some of the more innovative content medias currently that are starting to appear on e-commerce platforms? There's a few that kind of stand out. Now, certainly the the way that A-plus content is created lends itself to flexibility and being on brand and being uh, uh, easy to change. But augmented reality is certainly uh, something that that's new, if you will, and, and uh, very apropos for a lot of products. And, and in essence, that works where uh, somebody with a phone can just read the VR code, and then that product will actually appear on their screen as if it's in front of them. So a desktop product like uh, a, a, a pack like uh, what uh, Matt's company makes, you can actually see what that looks like on a desktop. For a chair, you can actually see what that looks like in an office environment. So this is kind of a, a sexy uh, looking and very exciting 
way to optimize the A+. We also provide 360s, which again are very visually appealing, um, and, and they absolutely do increase conversions also. So the way that, that uh, A-plus is created enables almost any type of web uh, rich content to be shown in A-plus. So it can be very visually exciting. And it's been proven that the more time a buyer spends on site, the higher the conversion rate. So one of the keys to great A-plus is, is making that, that content very relevant and, and so that the, the buyer immerses themselves into it and, and, and spends time in, uh, appreciating it and reading and understanding it. And that ultimately results in higher conversion in sales. We haven't used the augmented reality or the 3D, but uh, after hearing Lloyd's description of augmented, uh, I think we really need to look into that because, you know, so many people that don't have a rack space for the rack mounts that are looking for desktop, you know, a question is where are we going to put it? What's it going to look like? And what, you know, what, what space do we have? Right. And to your point, you know, I have seen augmented reality occasionally when I've gone shopping, but it's definitely more of a surprise when I see it and not something I'm expecting. So when do you think that, or how close are certain things like augmented reality going to become a norm of the way products are presented just as a, you know, an image gallery is right now? It's a good question, and if you'd asked me over a year ago, I'd say, yeah, it's, it's three or four or five years into the future. But last year, of course, everything changed, and you use the word norm. I mean, there is, you know, the norm has changed, and the the importance of e-commerce for our manufacturer clients has, has increased at an incredible rate. So what that's done is that that's made things like 360 and AR and A-plus itself much more important because a lot more of that manufacturer's uh, product is being sold online. So to answer your question, we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know exactly how long, but the the adoption of this has been uh, sped up. And I, I think this year and next year, we'll see AR and, and 360s be much more uh, accepted and much more the norm. So there's not that surprise that you mentioned a few minutes ago, Adam. So another point to e-commerce is that it brings this accessibility to the global market that a physical store does not have. So looking at that international scale, how do you make sure that your product content can be optimized by one person in one part of the world, but also someone over here who's also being marketed and looking at the same site? Uh, well, for us, uh, when we originally create our content, we created in English, uh, but what we do is we uh, have native Spanish-speaking uh, uh, salespeople with us. And so what we do is we translate it to uh, fit their markets as well. What Matt's company does is best practice. They, they regionalize it, not just for language, but also regionalize the, the content, which, of course, increases the conversion in that appropriate region. What is the best strategy to bring all the available content elements together for a seamless purchase journey on the customer side? Because now we've mentioned quite a few different ways, a lot of information and a lot of detail. How are we bringing it all together? I'll, I'll take a uh, first swing at that. Um, in, in essence, the most important part is to be able to deliver all of that content 
both the structured content, the images, the videos, the 360s, the rich content, the A+, in one package that's easy for the individual retailers and channel partners to digest. And that's something that GFK and Edelize have done for, for a couple of decades now. Um, so the most important part is make it accessible and easy to digest, I, I believe is the answer to that one. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, having it readily available to a customer on a site where they can quickly digest what they're looking for and minimize their need to click around as long as you're keeping them on the page and it's a very quick customer journey, uh, then um, you increase your chances of it ending it in the shopping cart. Now, according to a study that was done by Microsoft, the average person's attention span is currently eight seconds. So we have this whole purchase journey in mind, but how do you make sure that we're persuading those people to stop scrolling and really make that buying decision on your site or on your product? I'm surprised it's eight seconds. I thought it might be shorter. Maybe they... they they did this study on, on children other than mine, but the uh, the answer is is really what we've been talking about all along, and and it's it's making that that A plus and that rich content and and the communication, the product communication relevant for the end user, be it B two B or B two C. So it's hitting them, getting their attention within the first few seconds, and it's also if you go back just literally one step, it's the same as as uh, search on a site. That's why search is so incredibly important. If people don't find the product they're looking at within a few seconds, they'll go look at look in some other way or another site. So it's the same same type of concept. People have to find what they're looking for very very rapidly and get the in information that's relevant to them very rapidly. And, and eight seconds is tough. It's tough to get especially complex um, products and concepts over in that short of a period. Yeah, that's very true. I agree 100%. And so eight, eight seconds is a surprise, but, um, you know, we talk about optimizing content. And for us, um, you know, you're not going to have the shortest content for a new product at first. But eventually, while you build your, build your content and test it, whether it be A-B testing or even just through like one or two weeks uh, of looking at interactions with the content, uh, you'll find ways to shorten it or you'll you'll see what uh, if like some type of content needs to be moved around or even removed completely and something added in its place. Matt, I would love to hear some just real life case studies about how all of this A plus content, multi-channel marketing, everything has helped Buffalo America specifically in their sales. If you notice marketplaces are starting to pop up more and more frequently than just regular e-commerce sites. So as the marketplaces, more marketplaces increase, there are also more marketplace sellers that are increasing. If you don't have consistent content available for everybody, then a lot of these marketplace sellers, which are really small businesses, what they'll do is they will either start creating their own content and push it out there. And you'll see it, you'll see it everywhere online or uh, they'll pick and choose and pull content from what, whatever they think it is. And you know, they're not experts with your product or they might not even be experts in your industry. So one way to make sure that everything is consistent is by, uh, you know, making sure the A-plus content is is uh, perfect with Edelize and it's the same exact content that you have on your own website and 
And so when people are pulling the same content and using the same content, we've actually seen sales increase. And we've also uh, noticed our SEO traffic has increased because uh, the same keywords are being used and searched over and over again, rather than, um, you know, random words that people thought would uh, apply to our products or, or solutions. Lloyd, what about you? I mean, GFK Eatalize works with a lot of different retailers. Do you have any case studies you can share? Uh, sure. There, there, there's lots of them. Uh, Best Buy might be one example. Um, we've long worked with Best Buy, and um, a couple of years ago, uh, they had a, a, a real issue. Uh, they also had some very clearly defined goals. Uh, they Their goal is to be the standard, to be the first place somebody looks at for product content. They want somebody to start that purchase journey on Best Buy site. So when somebody's researching a product, Best Buy wants you to go to their site to research that product or products and then make a buying decision. It's a very smart, very intelligent um, idea and concept. And if anybody's seen Best Buy's results over the last few quarters, you'll know that it's also a huge win. It's been a huge hit. And then they sat back and, and looked at what are the elements? What, what makes somebody do a search on, on a site versus going to a different site? Well, what they came up with is, is the better the content, the more likely somebody is to go to their site to start their purchase journey. And, and it, it seems so common sense and so, so, so straightforward and easy, but this wasn't and isn't always a standard in our industry. So Best Buy set out to determine how they can get the very best content available, as much structured and rich content, images and videos as possible, working with, with companies like GFK Utilize, how they can get that onto their pages by working uh, with G the GFKs and working with the manufacturers. And so we've updated thousands of products on Best Buy sites with A+, with rich content, and there's no question that both Best Buy has seen the, the, the positive results of this, and also the channel partners, the, the actual manufacturers are seeing success via increased sales. So it's kind of a win-win throughout the entire industry. With these successes, obviously you're using certain KPIs to really measure that. So what are the metrics that people should really be looking at to see what's working, besides, of course, just pure sales numbers? Sure, sales numbers are, of course, you know, the, the biggest one. Uh, but there's other measurement, which can be the, the impressions, how many people are going to that site looking for a product. So certainly what we call image impressions or A-plus impressions are uh, a good KPI to look at. And in general, uh, if image impressions are growing, so are sales. There's more people looking at it. And if that's not the case, that might lead somebody to think that uh, that A-plus or content could be improved. So image impressions uh, would, I think, come into a, a second place after sales. For us with our content, uh, speaking uh, for our content, what we do is we measure uh, a lot of the interaction rates on our website with the, let's say, on our product pages. So, um, you know, we look at the percentage of the page that people continue to scroll down and read the A-plus content. So, um are they are they getting past the first two sections are they even getting past the first section if not 
you know, maybe we need to change the first section. You know, maybe it needs to be either shortened or uh, maybe we're not leading with the, the most important thing first. Right. It's amazing how much detail can really go into it, but also how that has created such a great e-commerce experience that many, many retailers and brands such as yours do have. Thinking ahead, how do you guys feel that e-commerce tactics will evolve in the next one to two years? You know, I spoke a little bit about the increase of marketplace sellers and increased marketplaces. And I think with a lot of the the increased uh, online shopping right now, that's only going to increase more sellers because people are finding it easier and easier to you know create their own shop and uh, be the middleman, as it were. And uh, more marketplaces are going to open up, too. So I think that, it's, you know, just to go back to the word consistency and relevancy, um, I think there's even more importance than ever than uh, presenting a consistent and relevant story to your product. I, I would agree 100 percent on that. And um, if we were to, to think about where things are going a little bit, there's no question that the competition for communicating and, and time on screen for buyers is going to get more and more relevant. We've seen that over the last few years, and every projection is, is that there'll be more online uh, buying. So I would suspect that the most important part will continue to be communicating that product's features and values in as efficient a way as possible to a potential buyer. And, and the more marketing, the better quality marketing in A+, and the more exacting uh, A+, that a company creates. And as Matt just mentioned, continue to evolve because it shouldn't be a static product. The product should have life. And, and as it goes through its product life cycle, uh, a good company, a good marketing company, will look and see what are the changes in, in the marketplace? What features of my product are gonna be most important to the next wave of customers or, or the next uh, industrial or, or commercial uses? So the, the answer to the question, I think, is better communication of product through better content. And I think that will be the key for companies to grow in the future. Now, before I let you guys go, I have to ask one last question. And that is, as experts in the e-commerce realm, what is your best advice to someone who's currently working to better their online sales? Um, I would say uh, just to look at uh, how your content is performing. Uh, because content's not one of the, even for, uh, you know, a product line that has a long life cycle, you know, content is not something you can just set and leave. Um, it, 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 you know, to use Lloyd's word, it needs to constantly evolve and you need to constantly, um, optimize the content. So I would say, uh, consistently measure the performance of your content. I would absolutely agree with, with every aspect of that. And, I think the bottom line is the best advice to somebody that that's currently wants to better their online sales is, is really very simple. Make the best possible content, uh, put it in the best possible position and continuously evaluate it, which is exactly what, what uh, Matt has said. And if you think of it in retail store uh, visualization, make sure that product is, is clean, 
there's no dust on it, it's at the end of the aisle, and that everybody in that store walks by and notices it. Even if they weren't thinking of it, they see it. And, and the analogy is true with, with e-commerce. You need to have the best possible content, best possible shopping experience, because as you mentioned a few minutes ago, you have literally seconds to grab somebody's attention, and, and even less time for somebody to make a buying decision often. So it's really important to have optimized both structured content, because that's how search works, and also the A-plus rich content, because that's what buying decisions are made on. Great. Very well said. Well, thank you both so much for sitting here for this week's episode of Thinking Ahead. Now, if anyone listening would like more information on today's topic, or if you want to reach out to Matt or Lloyd, I will leave some just or some information about it in the show notes for you guys to take a look. Thank you so much to both of you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Anna. Thanks, Matt. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Thinking Ahead. For more information on today's topic, you can click the link in the description. And please make sure to leave us a rating and review. Let us know what you like about the show. And of course, if you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button to keep up to date on the latest insights. We'll see you next time so you can keep thinking ahead.